Wait, sir. We're gonna load. <laughs> Starting. Okay, live now. Okay, now. Hello, everyone. My name is Irvin from the Carolinian Physics and Astronomy Society, and welcome to the eighth installment of this webinar series where we'll be answering the question, Saan aabot ang physics degree mo? Before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Edward Kaluya and Claude Siniza, for sponsoring this webinar series. Today, we are joined by Ms. Claire Maristela Galon, who finished both her bachelor's in applied physics and master's in physics degrees at the University of San Carlos, where she researched the applications of physics and medicine through microfluidics and rheology. She was also an exchange research student at the Tokyo University of Science and Technology, where she studied the rheology on biopolymers. Ms. Colon is now the chairman of the Department of Chemistry and Physics at the Cebu Normal University, where she teaches physics to college students. She has also published a book last year detailing the potential of a tool for disease detection and blood analysis. Now, hello, Ms. Claire Galon. How are you doing today? Hi, Irvin. Thank you for that kind introduction of yours. So I'm great. So let's start. Okay, let's start. You know, uh, I believe one of my organizers have it. Physics is a fundamental science. It has covered topics that offers a lot of applications. If you have been following this webinar series, or if this is your first time to watch, previous speakers had shared their wonderful journey on their physics degree. Now, I hope to let you appreciate and give you a peek of its vastness and complexities based on my personal experiences. So before I begin, please go to www.menti.com and type in the code shown on your screens. Okay, so I'll share my screen now. I'm I'm disabled. Uh, you may now share your screen, ma'am. Okay. So, hello everyone. Please go to www.menti.com and use the code 9484614. So, for five minutes, can you do it?
Okay, one minute left. Okay, so time is up. Let's check it. Okay, so thank you very much. All of you got it right for the 15 participants. So please claim your prize to your president in the USC Physics and Astronomy Society. Okay, thank you. Shall we continue with the video, Miss? Oh, yes, please.
and please type in your answer to the question presented. So perhaps I can give you three minutes for it. Thank you for your participation and congratulations to those who got it right. So yes, one of the many research fields of physics is biophysics. I was part of the Medical Biophysics Research Group, which is one of the many research laboratories in the Department of Physics, University of San Carlos, and also one of the many tracks where you can proceed in higher physics careers. Just a short introduction of what biophysics is, it is the physics of biology. We know that physics is the study of matter and energy. It tries to understand how the laws of matter and energy are at work in living systems. It uses principles, theories, and methods of physics to understand biology. Biophysicists study things at the molecular level, but also includes physiological, anatomical, and even environmental approaches to the physics of living things. Let me share to you my research experiences. During my fifth year in the BS Applied Physics program, I did my thesis on the microfluidics of red blood cells, where I sorted different types of red blood cells with the aid of the fabricator device that I made. As you can see, here is a short video of some of the red blood cells flowing in the microfluidic channel with flow rate equal to 0.02 ml per minute, which is captured in the charged couple device. These are the images of the RBCs after I bathed them with different amounts of salinity or varying percentages in the sodium chloride solutions. These are captured in the CCD under 60 times oil immersion objective. So this is under 0.89% NaCl solution, the image under the phosphate buffer saline, and an image under the There is no more audio. Um, please wait for a moment as we uh, as we uh, address the technical difficulty. Zero point forty six and ACL solution. Under normal in vivo conditions, mammalian RBCs are bathed The audio is not working. The audio is working on my end. Thank you. It's working now. A while ago. Tonic media, in which case water movement into the cell is equal to water movement out of that cell, and there is no net osmosis. When red blood cells are taken out of their natural environment 
and placed in a sufficiently strong hypertonic fluid, there is a net outward osmosis and the cells shrink. Conversely, when red blood cells are placed in a sufficiently strong hypotonic fluid, there is an uncontrolled swelling of the cells until the cells break open, a process known as cell lysis. This research has successfully sorted RBCs of different stiffness. Okay, now imagine you are eating your favorite spaghetti and fish, and upon pushing hard your ketchup or tomato sauce in a bottle for a long time, it suddenly just splashed and came out. Or you may have seen how engine oil lubricants flow differently as compared to a normal water. Or wondered how medicines are injected in the body using syringes. So these behaviors were further studied during my master in physics degree. Rheology is the science of how materials or medium flow. Viscosity is a property of fluids that indicates resistance to flow. In studying rheology, we need a rheometer. I took this photo of the rheometer during one of the many times I performed my experiments. I did oscillatory measurements into my samples. After, we can measure its shear modulus, which is the ratio of the shear stress to the shear strain. The complex modulus to the frequency is shown in equation 1 where if we get higher values of g prime then our sample behaves more of solid like if more of g double prime then our sample behaves more fluid like if both then it exhibits viscoelastic properties or has both viscous and elastic behaviors my study was on the nonlinearity of alginate and cellulose nanofiber hydrogels i characterized its rheological properties under large strains as for other example where biophysics can be applied, and I believe is currently available in medical biophysics lab in USC under Dr. Bakabak is optical tweezers. Let me show you a video of beads being trapped and manipulated under optical tweezers. So optical tweezers is an instrument that uses focused laser beams to create piconeuton sized forces that can be used to hold and manipulate particles even as small as a single molecule or atom. It can also be referred to as optical traps. So here is an example where beads are trapped and manipulated using optical tweezers. I uploaded this on YouTube. You may share your screen, ma'am.
Okay. So let's continue with the video. Okay. So just a fun fact, last 2018, Arthur Ashkin, Gerard Muro, so and Donna Strickland won the Nobel Prize in Physics using optics and in generating high-intensity ultra-short optical pulses. As a scientist or as a physicist, it is our great challenge on how we can contribute our knowledge to the society. Since the onset of COVID-19 pandemic in our country, my fellow physics faculty members in CNU used our available 3D printers in making face shields and were distributed to our frontliners. So in this video, it shows a sample of the frame used in making face shields being printed in a 3D printer. Polylactic acid was used here, which is a formula used to create plastic films, food containers, and the like. The shield frames were designed using an auto-computer-aided design, which is a software application for modeling. My degree program has not only enhanced my research and scientific skills, but also my weak interacting forces that became now high and strong forces. In USC, we had a lot of activities like sports fest, acquaintance parties, themed Christmas parties, quantum race, and a lot more that surely as a student, you get to feel the real applications of physics in the activities. We can also join a lot of national and international scientific conferences where you can meet and greet awesome and intellectual people like you. This is a time where scientists share their researches to the participants. You can join and be a member of their scientific societies as well and be updated on some scientific activities where you can involve yourself. During scientific conferences, it is also best if you will be one of the speakers or presenters to share your research. I had an experience presenting in an international conference which happened during the 86th Rheology Annual Meeting in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia, USA. I was still a fifth year student this time, so this is the Society's International Magazine where they featured me. Working with collaborators is also a great skill we can master if we have physics degree. Here is a picture in Tumsat with Dr. Mel Bakabak and Professor Shingo Matsukawa and with a fellow graduate students from USC. This is where I gathered data for my master's thesis on Rheology under the exchange student program. Although it was very difficult to handle diverse professors, but both is intelligent and great on their fields, the experience in general was so worth it and challenges were faced with utmost perseverance. Having a physics degree has also brought me to join workshops and trainings here and abroad, one of which was in International Center for Theoretical Physics in Trieste, Italy where I joined a five-day workshop on the applied physics track. And what is beautiful in this experience is that it is fully funded by ICTP. 
My degree program has enabled me together with other medical biophysics members in USC to organize biophysics symposia at different universities. So this is from the Cebu Normal University and at the Visaya State University. Because my professors and mentors in USC had taught and inspired me well, it is also my challenge now as an educator in physics to teach and inspire future generations to create ripples of change. So this was during the 2019 Regional Invention Contest and Exhibits at Waterfront Hotel, La Hogue, Cebu City, where my students and I presented our output river water level sensor to some panelists for this DOST exhibit. My students were also welcomed in the biophysics lab and performed their undergraduate, undergraduate thesis. So light means different things to different people. To a student, it may mean brightness, which enables him to read. To a child, it may mean daytime when he enjoys playing. To a poet, it may mean beautiful and colorful flowers, the blue sky, a red sunset, or green fields. To a scientist, however, light is viewed in terms of its speed, wavelength, frequency, and intensity. If you ask me today what is light, light can also mean scholarships and research fundings. Yes, those who like to be part of the physics community has a lot of scholarships and fundings from BOST that awaits you where you can apply. For the question, hanggang saan naabot ang physics degree mo, Looking back, it could have just been only up to my first year in the BS program because I was just in the average or perhaps below average during exams and I really had a hard time adjusting to the new environment, especially that I did not graduate in any science high schools in the Philippines, just like most of my classmates back then. I also had lost my focus as I was actively engaging more on my extracurricular activities. Good thing. I had great mentors in the department, combined with hard work and trust on myself, then that focus was back. And so answering again to that question in my current perspective, hanggang saan naabot ang physics degree mo, it is indefinite and is continuously in motion. So with that, thank you for listening. Okay, okay, thank so you so much, Ms. Galon, for Welcome to this webinar series on Hanggang saan naabot ang physics degree mo, exploring possible career paths in physics. Physics is a fundamental science. It has covered topics that offers a lot of applications. If you have been following this webinar series, or if this is your first time to watch, Previous speakers had shared their wonderful journey on their physics degree. Now, I hope to let you appreciate and give you a peek of its vastness and complexities based on my personal experiences. So before I begin, please go to www.menti.com and type in the code shown on your screens. And please type in your answer to the question presented. So perhaps I can give you three minutes for it.
and his Okay, sorry about that. Uh, is the presentation finished? No, we're not sure on our end. Okay, so thank you, Miss Galon, for that presentation. Um, we do have a couple of questions, and I do have a couple of questions myself. So why don't we start answering those, shall we? Okay. Okay. So first of all, uh, what inspired you to be uh, to pursue? the medical biophysics group in USC. Okay, so what inspired me is because I really want to have, uh, I really want to work with clinical, with the clinical or in the medical field. So that's why when I read about biophysics and it has a wide applications where you can apply your physics degree to the medical field or into medical applications, then so go na. That's why I pursued the biophysics track. Okay, so James wants to know, how did you apply to become an exchange student at Tokyo? Okay, so I applied through my mentor, Dr. Bakabak, because that's his uh, collaborator in Tumsat. And that's the time when Professor Shingo Matsukawa in Tumsat we're looking for students who can work under his laboratory. And then that time I was still a researcher in the biophysics. Uh, so he was also looking for a graduate student in master's degree, or as long as that student is applying or applied to the USC master's degree. So when I applied, I directly applied to USC as a master's student so that's why there's a collaborator and then the documents were processed by the school there in Tumsat and so that's it. Mm -hmm. So what can you say to those people who are intimidated in pursuing the med bio group because it's all uh, cells and cells and lab work? Yes truly it's more on the applications part but we also have the theoretical Biophysics, wherein you can apply your programming skills. Uh, where in fact, the optical tweezers I've mentioned, they were realigning it using programming skills. So for the uh, experimental, I think if you really have the passion to help the medical aspect or in the working with wet laboratories, then just pursue it. Don't stop. You can do it really. So what urged you to pursue uh, and become an educator after your uh, degrees? What, what pursue? Oh, again, I, I'm so sorry. What urged you to pursue uh, to become an educator? Now you're teaching in CNU, right? Yes. So what urged you to teach other people about science? Okay, so because you know the in reality women in science in general is really uh, declining here especially in the philippines or not just in the philippines but in the real aspect in the real world scenario so that's why why not try to inspire also others because in teaching or being in the educate uh, in education would help uh, perhaps teach future generations to also do science uh, because 
science really is helpful, I could help our society. Okay, so on that note, uh, David has a question. In your time as a student and as an educator, have you experienced any inequalities as a woman in STEM? If yes, what steps should the general academe take to address this inequality? Okay, so good thing there's already a program now that I think there's no more gender inequality now or gender biases now because mostly just like in ICTP, they, the Trieste part, they were looking for women scientists to work there to proceed graduate studies. Uh, there's also a lot of trainings wherein uh, I think my bias as go, I think the male will be become my bias because mostly in the applications part they were looking for um, female scientists to work on their laboratories and proceed higher degrees. So if that's uh, if in case there's a gender bias, I think what would be best to do, on my perspective, is that don't be uh, don't I, ano ba yan? Don't, ganang, pansin ba? Don't, what's the English of that? Don't pansin? Uh, don't. Don't mind them. Oh, yes. Don't mind them. Just go. Just follow your heart because the grades, your grades will not be based on their, on their words or saying it's based on your hard work and efforts. Okay, so do you agree that there are not a lot of people uh, pursuing the pure sciences in our country? Uh, yes, the percentage now in the Philippines pursuing science careers are really declining. So I hope that through this, I'm so thankful with the with this uh, society that they are doing these webinars in order to uh, inspire future generations to proceed careers in science and physics specifically. So as a teacher, what do you think we should do about this uh uh, declining numbers of people. So I think uh, they are, uh, most of my students' experience is they really find physics difficult. Yes, it's true. It's very difficult. But um, I think the, the challenge of being an educator now is how to make physics fun, uh, physics easy, or really not that easy, but how to, like what they say, how to speak in, speak as in the uh, speak on the foot of the students so just uh, for my case in teaching students now i'm doing fun with physics wherein i'm looking for researches wherein students can relate on how physics can be applied for example in movies in sci-fi or in different uh, experiments so from that you can really appreciate physics through that simple experiments through that activities, fun activities. Okay, so I don't want to discourage uh, the viewers who want to pursue physics right now, but as a physics student, I am really having a hard time. But I do have my friends to rely on, so that's good, and we can learn off each other. So Juan has a question. Are there any physics research labs in CNU now? If none, are there any plans to make one or several? Yes, thank you for that question. Yes, we are currently on the process of procuring for three laboratories or four perhaps because we are currently constructing one new building and that would be for science. science uh, and then so we are currently procuring 
three laboratories. So perhaps is it Sir Juan Carlos Grechosa? Oh uh, yes. Oh uh, yeah, you can apply <laughs> as because he, I think geophysicists will be one of the laboratories and of course biophysics because I'm teaching there. And we are currently procuring, so we are just waiting for the building to finish. Perhaps next year. Uh, it's like a stop because of this pandemic. So I've noticed that your Department of Chemistry and Physics are joined. Is there any particular reason for that? Yes, and uh, uh, in before my time, there was there's also there's only a separation between BS Physics and BS Chemistry. But uh, just a short timeline. Uh, before it was separated, but when I came to CNU, it's already combined. But students, uh, the graduates so far were able to proceed the chemical technician licensure exam. But when they proceed to MS chemistry or MS physics, they will still uh, enroll in the bachelor's degree. That's the that's some of the experiences of my graduates, uh, that the, my students before who were under the BS chemistry physics wherein they want to proceed MS chemistry or BS chemistry to take the license, chemistry license exam. So, now, it's, we still have third years as the senior in the BS physics and BS chemistry. We How are still years? on the process of, uh, yeah. <laughs> How many years is the physics course uh, in CNU again? Is it still four or five? It's just four. Oh, it's four years. Okay, so one more question from Theo de la Cruz. Uh, what are your tips or advices that you can give to physics students like me? Thank you very much. Oh, I'm not, I don't know what year he's in, but let's assume he's in college. So what can you give to those, what tips can you give to those students in physics right now? Okay, so first is go to your comfort zone. If, I, uh, if during study time, we all have different nooks, right? So if you can study alone, go for it. So if you can study with a buddy, go for it. So it really depends on you if you can uh, study with music. So go for it because sometimes others others could not really study when there's really noise. So I think uh, follow study habits. Maybe uh, ask more questions if you really don't understand your professors because, because as a professor now, we keep on discussing, just keep on uh, talking about terms and assume that the students understood what we, what we discussed, unless there's really uh, questions coming from the, from the stakeholders. Uh, next is, I think there's also extracurricular activities, like if you want, because, must because in physics, really must rest. So why not also balance your time in doing uh, outdoor activities because studies show that uh, spending uh, some time with nature or with like that is not uh, that is out is beyond your career or your or what can can go back uh, can help your mind to to absorb the different teachings or learnings in life so I think that would be all for now Okay, so I'm sure there are, uh, the viewers right now are not only students, but there are also people who are working already and, of course, teachers. So what tips can you give to the teachers right now in this pandemic? 
Okay, so for the teachers, I think uh, we know that physics is really hard. So I think let's not make students, uh, let's not make this physics uh, harder. Uh, so that, because what's your, what's our really, uh, what's, what is really our goal? So it's like to make ripples of change and to inspire students because my intimidate, my God, because uh, just a personal experience when I was in college, uh, one of our professors were really great and uh, our seniors would say that they were they would like scare us ba so so that's why the moment that teacher would teach us uh, would would come to our class so i think um, we're, i i can't absorb all the lessons that we discussed so that's why for now maybe you can like uh, be at home with your students not really too strict but uh, give uh, like not everything, not everyone could have the same pace in learning. So just try to understand and adjust their pacing. Okay, so teachers don't make the subject harder, but also students, you should study. The education is a two-way street. You can't get a degree with one lane. So you have to agree with your teachers and also work hard as students. Don't you agree, Miss? Yes, yes, I agree. Okay, so unfortunately, that brings us to the end of today's episode. So is there anything else that you would like to say to our live audience before we go, Miss? Um, I think allow me to thank the department chair, Dr. Violanda, and also the organizers of this uh, webinar series. Um, just a short message, perhaps. Don't stop with your dreams if you want to pursue science don't be intimidated by it there are really applications uh, there are really fundings and scholarships that await you so let's try build this philippines a better place okay so thank you so much miss galon uh, for such an elaborate presentation and for joining us in our exploration to the possible career paths in physics where we learned hard work and focus can go a long way Next week, we'll be joined by yet another guest. For more information, just check out the USC Physics and Astronomy Facebook page. Also, we would like to thank Edward Kaluya and Claude Siniza for making this webinar possible. And to the organizers, Carolinian Physics Astronomy Society, Physics and Astronomy Society, rather, for making this event possible. Thank you so much, Ms. Galon, and to the live audience for joining thank us you. today. So once again, I am Irvin from the Carolinian Physics and Astronomy Society, and I'll be seeing you guys again some same time next week.